Hi there. You're listening to Happy Hostess Podcast with Christy Lalonde. I'll be sharing episodes each week to help you entertain and welcome guests into your home without all the stress. There will be guest interviews with party planning and hospitality experts that share their secrets to becoming a confident hostess. So get comfortable as we find the joy in celebrating life's big and small moments. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Happy Hostess Podcast. Today, I have the pleasure of having Kate Lewis of Kate on the Daily joining me today. We met this past August at Lydia Menzies Supper Club Soiree, and she is such a hoot. You are going to love getting to know her as we talk about hospitality. Thank you so much, Kate, for being here today. Well, thank you for inviting me. I feel a little pressure now. You said I was funny, so now I got to be funny. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you will be. (laughs) Why don't you start with telling us a little bit about yourself and your background? So I'm just kind of a... I don't know, just kind of a regular wife, mom, sister doing the things, you know. I um, I own a company that is totally unrelated to Kate on the Daily. Um, it's a healthcare company. I own a company called The Speech Path, and we do pediatric speech and occupational therapy. I am not a therapist, but I work with some really, really bright therapists. So I do that sort of my day job, and I started Kate on the Daily a few years ago, and um, it's just sort of morphed and Grown has been a wonderful outlet for me, a creative outlet, but also a stress reliever because healthcare is kind of a stressful arena to be in. Oh, wow. I did. I had no idea that you did that at all. Yeah, yeah. That's so interesting. Does your company have a specialty? Well, yeah, because we just work with pediatrics. So we have little okay. cuties running around the office all the time. So sometimes if I'm talking on the phone to somebody, I forget how, because my children are older, so I still get a very big kid dose at home. I mean, at, at my right. office, but sometimes I'll still forget. I'll forget. <laughs> and they'll be squealing and all this in the background. Sometimes my sister particularly will be like, can you can you hear me okay? I'm like, no, no, it's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> that's funny. Well, that's exciting that you have Kate on the daily as a stress reliever. What kind of led you to do that? Well, I guess two things. Number one, I was it the the stress of I mean everybody's got it. Their daily stress related to your job and career and all that. I mean that was definitely part of it. And then for me, I I was definitely feeling a little bit more stressed than I wanted to feel related to my career. And my dad was always such a a, a great mentor and sounding board and he would always say just you need to step away from this for a little bit. You know, go go take a walk take half a day, go do something completely different. And I bet you'll have, you know, something will come to you about whatever particular problem happened to be weighing on my mind at that particular time. And so I've thought about that a lot through the years and I've used it. He was exactly right. You know, we get so entrenched and just consumed by whatever seems to be the biggest mountain in front of us. And if we step away, you know, for just a minute, sometimes you can just gain so much perspective. So kind of in that line of thinking, I just started playing around with social media. Our <laughs> children got older and they were leaving the house. And um, I, I enjoy techie stuff. I'm not particularly adept at it, but I enjoy trying to learn different 
things related to technology. So social media kind of drew me in in that way. I didn't even have an Instagram account at all when I decided just one Saturday, literally, we were sitting around and I just said, well, hmm, let me just see what, let's see what Instagram <laughs> about, is about. I hear the kids talk about it all the time. So Kate on the Daily began to fill a gap that I kind of began to fill me, I guess, in a couple of different ways. One, it, one, it was helping divert some stress and anxiety that I was having related to my company and my career. And then also begin to fill a gap really that you start to feel as your children get older. Yes. That is so true. Your dad has such good advice to give you. He did. He did. He really did. Yes, absolutely. He was really, he was very, very good at that unwittingly. He didn't, he didn't know that or think that about himself, but he, I was, especially as he got older, I sort of, would hang on every word when we were talking about business stuff. Oh. Yeah. Now, what first drew you your interest to entertaining? I, you know, the, the first thing that comes to mind, and this is probably an, probably an incorrect thing, way to answer this, but can I just say growing up Southern? And probably somebody <laughs> from outside the South would say, wait a minute, that we don't, we entertain too. Um, no, and it, I, don't I don't think that's just, incorrect <laughs> at all. <laughs> so I'm sure they I do. Growing up, well, yes, I'm sure they do. But I, I mean, I don't think anybody can argue that there is a certain way <laughs> that right. Southern women approach entertaining. It's always the more is more kind of thing. Yes. Um, but but my parents entertained a lot when when we were growing up. I have two older sisters. And so we were just sort of raised just being a part of that, helping our mother get ready and then the cleanup. And, you know, we were in matching pajamas and gowns and bedroom slippers, opening the door for the guests when they would arrive. And then we would <laughs> quickly go <laughs> off to bed after that. But, and incidentally, I'll tell you this, because I grew up like that, to me, entertaining never seemed like such a daunting thing. But as I got older and I began to do it as an adult and as a parent, mother and all that, it was even when it was when our daughter Emma left home and went off to college that I realized how much she helped me do those oh. things. So I think maybe when I was growing up and it was my mother and my two sisters and sometimes her mother would be pitching in to help. Um, I think I I was sort of fooled into thinking it wasn't <laughs> that much work. And then when Emma left home, I was like, holy cow, who's going to set the table? Somebody needs to go set the table before the guests get here. Where's all my help? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what type of entertaining do you like the most? Like small get-togethers, casual, formal? What do you like? Well, when our children were younger, I really liked just a, um, an impromptu, hey, do you want to come over for dinner tomorrow night kind of thing? And I don't know where that energy came from. Or, <laughs> or the bigger question is, where did it go? <laughs> yes, but, that's a great question. But, yeah, yeah. But we used to love to just kind of throw, throw a quick dinner party together, sort of in, you know, 24, 48 hours. We would run to the local butcher shop and get something to put on the grill, and we would divvy out who was going to bring what and you know we would just sort of throw it together like that and those were casual but I still really enjoyed fluffing up the house even really quickly in those situations mm -hmm. I really like to do smaller groups and I will say this 
for years and years, I thought my magic spot was, you know, six or eight people because you can actually talk to people. You can have conversations with your guests when you have so few to sort of tend to or, or you know, keep an eye on. And then also one of the things that I enjoy doing with a smaller group like that is involving them in preparations. I feel like for some people that really puts them at ease when they're maybe visiting you for the first time or just getting to know you. You know, if they're standing around a little maybe uncomfortably saying, what can I, you know, tell me what I can do, then let them, you know, right. say here, <laughs> go take this to the table or put the ice in the glasses or whatever. But then our daughter got married in September of this past year. And um, so that was that was event planning on a much, much larger scale. And I really enjoyed it. I really had a good time sort of planning for the masses. So now I think I enjoy both. That is wonderful to hear. I have not often heard people say, I really enjoyed the wedding process. <laughs> that well, they may enjoy yeah. moments, you know, but um, there's usually a lot yeah. of stress involved. And so I am so glad to hear that um, you were able yes. to enjoy um, such, you know, a time that can be so stressful. And that's why I'm so glad you're here because you can give us advice on all the ways for big, big things and small things to enjoy well, these special moments. Yes. Well, there are, well, with a wedding particularly, there are a lot of special moments and that probably is what I think, well, I think two things kept it really enjoyable for us. One is we really did try to stay mindful that it would, that it is such a special season and it comes and goes. You know, it doesn't yeah. just hang on forever. Right. Um, there is a start and a stop time to it. And the other thing is that our daughter, Emma, was just such a laid back bride. She knew what she wanted. She had ideas of what she would like for her wedding. I mean, it, it wasn't all planned out prior to, I don't mean to say that, but she, had an idea of what style and she had an idea of colors and, you know, she, she had some clear ideas on what she wanted. So it was helpful for me because those are not my decisions anyway. You know, the mother right. of the bride is just a participant and she was so laid back about it all. You know, if she had an idea about something that she wanted to do and it either didn't fit in our budget or it wasn't, we couldn't get it in time or we just, we just couldn't make it happen. Then it, she didn't come crashing down, you know. So we were right. not having like these dramatic bride meltdowns all the time. <laughs> so that <laughs> made it that made it a lot more fun. But also I took note of that too because you know, you you don't plan a very many weddings in your lifetime, I guess, unless unless you're a wedding planner. But it made me be more mindful when I'm participating in a like when I'm working on an event with a group of hosts. Mm -hmm. Um to just not, you know, everything's going to be fine. The party will happen. <laughs> the bride, the bride and the groom will get married. You know, true. So she, she was. I don't even think she realized it, but she was giving me some life lessons along the way. Oh, that is wonderful news. Maybe I'll might keep her in mind when my daughter gets married, and they might have a little talk. <laughs> Because I, I, I have the feeling she will be laid back, though. I will be the one that probably has all the ideas. <laughs> she probably would just be like, make it pretty. I don't care. Yeah. Well, Emma kind of got to that point. Probably, I don't know, two or three months out, she was like, can you just finish this? <laughs> and of course, you know, I, of course, the answer was yes. And of course, yes. I still drug her with me, but it was still fun. Good. Now, what do you suspect? 
that holds most people back from entertaining more in their home? I think it's just a a fear of lack of either you don't have the right personality, you don't have the right space, you don't have the right things, you don't have the right ideas. But so I guess I'm really saying just overthinking it all, which is, um, you know, we tend to do that about a lot of things in life. So I think for people who are who are hesitant to entertain, I would just say don't overthink it um, because this is kind of going off course a, a little bit, but, um, but you know, if we ever think anything in life, we'll talk ourselves out of it. Right. And for, you know, inviting someone into our home or feeling responsible for other people or whatever seems most frightening to somebody, I think that, I think it's just kind of a basic human level fear that we're not good enough. And that might be the thing that stops some people. That's so insightful. I've often thought about it, that it's mindset, a lot of it, but I hadn't really thought of the lack of or the not good enough aspect of that. But it is an overarching, I can see that an overarching theme behind some of the excuses or thoughts I feel like that we have. Well, I tend to do that also. And my husband, Daryl, is great at just kind of, just kind of breaking all that down. If he's say, you know, can we have, what do you think about having so-and-so over for dinner on this night? Well, I can come up with a hundred reasons why that is not good for me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, And it could be anything from, I don't, you know, I don't have six placemats for fall. I have four placemats for fall, you know, (laughs) some, some ridiculous reason that, that has nothing to do with the reasons that he would like to have those people over. So, I'm, you know, I'm speaking to myself when I say that too. Oh, no. Uh, my favorite is when my husband is like at noon, like, what do you think about having so-and-so and so-and-so over? I'm like, I think I need to clean my house. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> or oh, for sure. I now, don't have food now, here. The grocery, you know, I mean, like, how am I supposed to do every single thing in the next two out three hours? <laughs> I know. Yeah. Fire up the Instacart is the first thing that comes to mind. And (laughs) somebody's got to clean the bathrooms pronto. (laughs) Exactly. Well, do you have any suggestions that we can do to help improve our ideas or our thoughts about having people over in our home? Yeah. So the first thing I would say is just for anybody who is kind of gotten out of practice or is just new to the, new to the idea of doing it at all, it's just to start small, you know, have mm-hmm. just do something super simple, a bag of salad and order pizza, just super simple because, you know, I think we put the burden on ourselves for it to be something grand and Whoever you're inviting over isn't looking for something grand. They're just happy to be included. You know, that's also sort of a basic human instinct. We all want to be included. So if you and if you call up somebody and say, hey, do y'all want to come over for pizza tonight? They'd probably be like, oh my gosh, would I ever love to come over for pizza? <laughs> I don't have, I don't want to cook tonight. <laughs> yes, you're right. So I think, you know, just starting small would be the first thing I would say. And then the other thing is, now I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm terrible at remembering, remembering exact quotes, but this came from, (laughs) this is a trickle, trickle down quote, but I was listening to a podcast one day, can't even remember what it was. And they quoted Reese Witherspoon as saying that when she would, when she works with people in her company, Hello Sunshine, 
and I hope I'm remembering this correctly, but when she when she works with her with on projects at Hello Sunshine, one of her mantras or something she encourages people to think through is if your ego becomes greater than the mission, that's a red flag. So I that can actually be applied to a lot of things about life, but I think it can also be applied to entertaining. If you know, you know, back to the whole placemat thing. Who cares about my placemats? Right. I personally love them, but <laughs> no one else does. I can assure you of that. So, you know, if we start to, it, maybe we can just kind of tap tap the brakes on ourselves if we start to think about how we are going to look or feel when we know somebody really could just use an extension of friendship. Yes. That that is a very good quote from Reese Witherspoon. The ego ruins so many things. <laughs> but oh, yeah. Whenever we're thinking about ourselves over, you know, the people we're inviting into our home, then um it's gonna cause some problems or just keep us from doing it at all. Yeah. And that I mean, I think that's a hard you present to yourself a hard act to follow if if that's the only reason you are doing something nice for somebody. And that that's just what this is. We, you know, we're trying to, you know, we invite people into our homes or we create an event or whatever because we are happy for somebody. So we're celebrating something or they just need a friend or we just want to tell them that we're thinking about them. I mean, these are all things that at really when you get down to brass tacks don't have anything to do with us. Right. Exactly. And I do like to ask everyone, I think you're kind of touching on it, but what does hospitality really mean to you? I think it's that. I think it's just putting someone else ahead of yourself. A form of hospitality is dropping a pack of cookies at somebody's door because you know they've had a bad day. You know, it doesn't, again, it doesn't have to be anything grand. It's just, it's just thinking of somebody else and acting on that. That's Beautiful, very succinct way of thinking about it. And do you have any tips that would help people make other people feel welcome in their home when they're entertaining? So one of the most fun parts about entertaining to me is really taking into consideration likes, dislikes, and personalities. So I'll give an example. When I say we're, you know, if I say to my our son, okay, we're going to have dinner tonight. So, you know, we're having dinner. And that means collar shirt. You know, I'm not asking for a tuxedo. I'm just yes. asking for not duck feathers attached to your person <laughs> by the time you get to the dinner table. <laughs> but now he's been around long enough to know that that's going to mean some sort, I'm trying out some kind of wine or I'm going to make them taste something that they've never had. Right. Um, so it's going to be a whole production just because it's fun to me to do that. But sometimes I can make it a little bit more palatable for him if I try to cater to his personality. So I've got these really fun little wooden napkin rings with ducks on them. And Aww. I thought, so, so I'll pull out things like that and set the table with that. And it's just one little, you know, I might get, oh, that's cool. You know that. Yeah. <laughs> where do these come from? That kind of thing. Right. Um. And so he's he buys in a little bit more. You know, when I can sort of nod toward his interest, but it's really fun to do that with people that you're getting to know, or somebody that you know really well, and maybe they have a, you know, they're there's maybe it was their birthday recently, and of 
course, you know, as adults, we don't do a whole, we don't tend to just go all out for birthdays or whatever, but maybe you do a little, I don't know, a little happy birthday, something or other at that, at the place setting where you, where you have tagged that person. So it's fun to me to just come up with little subtle ways to let people know that you know them or want to know them want to know them more. Um, like if, you, if you're inviting someone, you know they're shy, then maybe just stick to a small group. Or if you're inviting someone who you're just getting to know, but you're also inviting someone that you know really well, give the, give the good friend a heads up that, you know, pay attention, make sure that they're, you know, if I'm not standing there, make sure they've got somebody to talk to kind of thing. Of course, allergies, you know, yes. we wouldn't, wouldn't make someone feel very welcome if you are, you know, if you're serving shrimp and they have a shellfish allergy. Um, but it, but it, you can, you can share some of your personality when you're also bearing in mind someone else's. So I think people respond to that when they know that you're paying attention to them. Yes. And they see that you thought about them ahead of time, that they were on your mind when they get to the table and they see something that is clearly meant just for them. Yes. And it's a conversation starter. You know, it's easy to... People are so much more comfortable talking about themselves and their own interests. So let them, you know, you want to, you want to know them anyway. That's so true. Now, how do you keep stress to a minimum when you're entertaining? Well, prepare ahead of time and, you know, do everything you can ahead of time. But then also, I think I fall back to that. I have to keep telling myself, fall back to that, not overthinking Thing because I can think it and plan it to death. But then, <laughs> then the day actually comes and I'm so overwhelmed by what am I actually going to do and what did I just think was a good idea and what have I discarded as a bad idea or what I don't have time for or what I can't find or right. whatever. So I think just do what you can ahead of time and don't overthink it and just let the other stuff go. That is good advice. Now, do you have any favorite meals that you like ha- go to often for inviting friends over? Um, yes, I typically we have a real we have a good but- butcher shop in town, so I tend to go to steak that my husband can do on the grill. That's kind of an activity. It gets people, you know, the guys will be walking inside and outside, getting what they need. It's sort of, you know, in a way, it kind of gives the guys something to do. Yes, and then just some sort of vegetable that I will roast in the oven because that's, you know, it can be doing its thing while I'm doing something else. Right. Generally, uh, just a, a salad with like three ingredients. You know, it's a, this is really getting specific, but romaine lettuce, a nut and either avocado or pear with a vinaigrette dressing. That's kind of a go-to. Oh. And then dessert is generally, I dare laugh about this, but Ice cream that is the color that is a color that will coordinate with the table. How <laughs> I know in that table. So in the spring, I love to do mint chocolate chip because it's green. And, yes, you know, generally we'll go with a, a lot of stuff I would have on the table, or whatever greenery or flowers I have on the table, and then I always put it in a, either a pretty bowl or a coop. and a, just a vanilla wafer because that goes not a, not a vanilla wafer like from Sunday school. I mean, like a like a, <laughs> you know, the big round crispy wafers mm-hmm. like that. I, yes. don't, I can't remember what they're called. I don't know, um, but I have a picture but, in my mind. <laughs> yes. Okay. Good. Yeah. That's, so that's it. I love that. I I haven't heard 
of that that tip. It is a, it's a great tip. It's so fun to color coordinate down to your ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> And it's great to, um, to have a simple dessert that doesn't take up a lot of time and effort. And everyone likes ice cream. Everyone likes ice cream. That's right. Now, what about appetizers? Do you usually do an appetizer? Oh, I do. Appetizers are my favorite food group. <laughs> um, my go-to probably is... Um, so we have a homemade pimento cheese recipe that's been floating around our family for years and years. And you people just go berserk over it. But I'll tell you, it is mayonnaise, pimentos with the juice and shredded cheese that I don't even shred myself. And people love it. Oh, I got to try it. I love, I I love, I say I love pimento cheese. I really don't. I love (laughs) good pimento cheese and I hate (laughs) the bad. Yeah, I know. know. just everyone has different, you know, has different tastes, obviously, and of what they consider good and bad. But so I love trying out all different ones. Yes, I like to try it too. But I guess because I grew up eating just such a simple pimento cheese recipe, mm-hmm. I really don't care for the ones with all the stuff in it. Like, okay. you know, bacon and I have a yeah. is good, I guess. But yeah, I like I don't jalapeno know. I get, too. Mine's a yeah. lot about the texture and the, um, yeah, and there are certain ones that I don't know. They'll just be some weird taste. Like they've added something weird to it. <laughs> it <doesn't, laughs> yeah, not a good. Yeah, thing. there are there are not not many pimento cheese recipes are the same. That's true. I got to try that one. Now, tell me, what is the why for you? What does it really boil down to? Um, why is inviting guests over important for you? That's really a good question. Um, well, I enjoy it. I enjoy the prep ahead of time. I enjoy mm-hmm. the cooking. I enjoy the. I'll enjoy the fluff in the house. I just didn't. I enjoy and I enjoy people. So it just it just feeds me. And as I get older, I realize just how important it is that we do things that feed us, feed our hearts and our souls as we get older, because life is just so short. And that you're kind of alluding to also, you're asking me about sort of the the mantra or the premise behind Kate on the Daily just to begin with. And that is just to enjoy life, do the things that you enjoy. And, you know, as, as we get older, we start having the flexibility to just not do things that are just painful <laughs> for us. Now, sometimes right. we need to do those things just to keep us on our toes and we need to keep learning and we need to keep stretching. And sometimes, I mean, there are just lots of parts of life that we just have to green and bear. I mean, laundry, you know, right. for one. <laughs> the, so, so there's that. But I think my why is just, is I do it because I enjoy it. And I hope that I never stop doing it for reasons that are just sort of bogus reasons, kind of fall into that fear trap that we were talking about earlier. Right. And I hope I never talk myself out of doing it because I think it's just important that we, that we continue to enjoy life as we get older and remember that we should do things because we can. Yes. And when you feed yourself, you know, you're creating joy within yourself, but that means you're feeding joy into your family and those around you as well. Oh, you're absolutely right. I hadn't thought about it like that, but I would, I totally agree with that. We are, 
when we are well fed and well watered, we are just primed to just share that with other people. Now, we all know that things don't always go as planned when we're entertaining at all. Um, (laughs) And so actually, I always ask everyone this because it can make the best type of stories. Do you have any times that you want to share where things didn't go just exactly as you planned? Oh, gosh. Okay. So we were having a luncheon for my mother-in-law. And so it maybe it was her birthday or I can't remember, but we I felt like we had tables set up in every nook and cranny in our house. And we had really been working on it hard. And it was mid-luncheon. Everybody seemed to be having a great time. And then somebody noticed water coming out of the downstairs bathroom. Oh. So I know, right? So Daryl, my husband, just jumped into action. I didn't even know this was going on. So then towels, you know, all this, you know, all the stuff. And he's pretty handy around the house. So he got whatever it was. He got it. Fixed. Our house is older. So, you know, these things happen. Right. And so he got it fixed. And then sometime, not long after that, I went into the bathroom just to tidy up, you know, make sure everything was okay. And mm-hmm. he, he had taped a note to the handle of the commode that said, please wait 45 seconds after flushing to make sure water stops running. (laughs) So how about welcome to the Lewis house? (laughs) Oh my gosh. The timing. I know. know. And men and their contribution. That That is what that spoke to to me. I will say though, I am giving him so many props that he didn't tell you about the water chaos because that yeah. totally could have stressed you out. Um, and you know, oh, his yeah, little note sure. wouldn't have been so funny either. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. So that's probably the worst thing I can think of. Oh gosh. It's so funny that things of all the times that that probably has never happened in your home, you know, and then it, when it does happen, it does it when your house is full of people and. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what is the one piece of advice that you would give the new hostess that like is maybe not even started yet, but is thinking about it? Oh, I would say less is more. Don't, you know, just, if you've got, if you've got a pizza coupon and a pack of paper plates, do it. <laughs> Go for it. Because again, it's just people just want to be included. They're looking for an outing. They're looking for a connection. Just do it. If you even have an inkling that you would want to invite somebody over to your house for, I mean, it doesn't even have to be a meal. Just come over for, we've even, we've called friends before that, um, good friends. <laughs> Good friends, let me <laughs> let me say that. Um, for on a Saturday morning, we're you know we've got sweats on and bedhead still, and we'll say walk over for a cup of coffee, and those are the best visits. Yes, that's true, and 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 it's absolutely a great way to get started because <laughs> I think most of us can handle coffee and not feel too worried about it, <laughs> even if we've never yeah. entertained in our life. <laughs> you know, we know how to yes start the coffee maker. <laughs> So. Well, exactly, exactly. I mean, we're doing it for ourselves anyway. Right. So just throw a few more coffee grounds in there. Um, but I would say too, once you start, it gets so much easier. And just like with everything in life, the more you do it, the easier it becomes. Because too, you'll start to accumulate things. And I don't even mean expensive, shiny, flashy things. I just mean 
when you see something at the grocery store, you might get an extra pack of whatever because you might call so-and-so later in the week to come have some cheese and crackers and you might open a bottle of wine. Right. Okay. Well, you know what? It is time for a speed round if you're ready. (laughs) Okay. I'm ready. Okay. What is your favorite candy? Oh, gosh. Twix bar. What food do you hate? Um, horseradish. <laughs> Ooh. Who was your teenage celebrity crush? Oh, I don't remember his name, but he was on a soap opera and he came to our local mall and I loved it so much. I was so excited. I cried. Oh. And now I can't remember his name. <laughs> what soap opera? Do you remember? I think it was Young and the Restless. Oh, okay. I didn't watch that one. I'm not sure. Uh, favorite place that you've traveled? I went to, I visited a few different countries in Europe when I was in um, middle school. So I was much too young to appreciate it. But mm-hmm. they, but they, those memories are just etched in my mind. I remember really being in awe of the architecture even then. And your all time favorite cookbook? My all-time favorite cookbook is a cookbook that a bunch of cousins and I put together for another cousin who was getting married. So it is just a compilation of a lot of tried and true recipes from cooks that I trust and recipes that have a lot of meaning to me. Oh, I bet. That was a sweet, thoughtful gift for sure. Well, please tell our listeners before we go where they can find you on social media and your website. So I am Kate on the daily in on all the places, kateonthedaily.com and on Instagram and on TikTok. That is easy. Well, I can't thank you enough for being here today. I know that you've inspired our listeners to kind of reframe their thought process behind entertaining and feel a little more comfortable in inviting people over. Well, I hope so. It was fun to be here. Thanks for inviting me, Christy. Well, thank you so much for being here, Kate. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Happy Hostess Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, rate, and review it on your podcast app. It would mean the world to me. If you need links for anything mentioned during this episode, head over to happyhostesscollective.com and you'll find them in the show notes. A new episode comes out every Tuesday, and I can't wait for you to tune in next time. Until then, have a great week.